0: Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very interesting show here today. today. Let's broaden our minds. I want
1: a cheeseburger. I want a milkshake. I want table
0: get- Arts and entertainment. And like
1: it? There is an academic type of word I can apply. Holy moly!
2: am yeah, hot today.
0: It is. Let's talk arts and entertainment on WMAY. I'm your host Kevin Hart. We've got a great show for you this holiday weekend. I'm gonna start things off with state of the arts, talking with Gus Gordon about the various shows that you can watch from the safety and comfort of your own home this holiday season. Then I'm gonna talk with Cece Donathan. She played Clara in the Nutcracker, and she's part of the documentary through Clara's Eyes. Also gonna be talking with Anna McFarland she's part of the muni and she is talking about the virtual santa meetup event and then a holiday classic holiday inn might be a little more controversial than you remember it's all coming up but first here is state of the arts i am talking once again with gus gordon and happy thanksgiving gus
3: Kevin, happy thanksgiving
0: to you too yeah, we got a couple of different things that people will be able to uh be able to watch or be on their radar theater wise this uh this holiday season. Of course, tomorrow is the VIP premiere of Through Clara's Eyes, the sure. documentary about the history of the Nutcracker in Springfield and this uh the production that has gone on every every year for the past uh forty five years. But um of course they can't do it this year. But we are able to watch this documentary, which will be available at the VIP event tomorrow. And it will also be streaming, um, as the regular streaming event, will be December 4th through January 3rd.
3: And that's going to be a fascinating thing. Uh, yeah. The ballet company worked with Storyteller Studios and put together this documentary, and it looks fantastic. Um, I think people will really enjoy it, especially anyone who's ever seen the spectacular production of Nutcracker, will really enjoy hearing the history of it and seeing pictures and people who have been in the show in the past um, i think it's going to be a, a great event
0: yeah me too and you, you a lot of people who maybe have only seen it um and haven't been in it or of course even haven't been in a show you get some insight on what how what goes into putting the show together and rehearsing it and everything because uh it is a huge undertaking it is a, a huge process to put on this this grand uh musical ballet uh, but yeah it's, right. it's going to be awesome and then of course you'll get the insights from uh from people who have done the role recently of Clara, who have are people all the way back from the seventies and the eighties. Um so that's gonna be that that is gonna be super cool. Um very It exciting. really
3: is gonna be fascinating. And remember, this is also a fundraiser for yes. the Springfield Ballet Company. Yes, and they have been, just like everyone else, really hit hard by this pandemic. So make sure you watch it, support the ballet company Um, this is uh, Nutcracker is their biggest show of the year every single year yes that's how they make up a big portion of their income so please uh, make sure you watch it and support the ballet company because they do fantastic work and the city is better off because of them
0: yes they absolutely are so yes please support them Um, you know buy the ticket and you know, it's the giving season, you know, holiday mood. Give a donation as well because every little bit counts and every little bit oh, helps. Oh, for, for, Of course, oh, for definitely. any theater company, but yes, please do. Um, also coming up, we have the uh, Santa's Got Talent, uh, Santa's Workshop, I should say, has got talent, uh, which is the, the virtual, the Zoom uh, show uh, being put on uh, by uh, Cynthia Hickinson is one of the directors of that and that is going on, um, that, is a, that is an SDC show, and that is a, that right. is a children's show that will be, um, uh, it's got a lot of different parts, and it's a great show, um, it's a great thing that the, the kids are going to have something to do, uh, theater-wise, and a great show that the family will be able to watch.
3: Most definitely, and you know, again, it's really important to, to support these groups. The Springfield Theater Center has been around for so long in central Illinois. They do such great work, and this is a wonderful chance for young people to do something that's seen during the holiday season, and the ticket price, you can't beat it. It's $5 for an individual access, mm-hmm. plus, you know, the ticket fees. And then if you're a family, um, a $10 ticket. So what a bargain, and you get to see local kids having fun and putting on a fun Christmas story and using new technology to do so. So Sean Smith and uh, Cynthia Higginson, two very good local directors that are putting this together and i look forward to watching that too with my family
0: yes me too it's going to be it's going to be great to watch um another thing that i've seen uh, i've seen a couple of recently and this is when we first probably, i guess probably the first time i talked with you on this uh, on this podcast uh, you know it was uh, just a couple of months ago but it seems like a long yeah. time ago uh with this this year and everything but uh is the the uh, the seize the day episodes that the holland center for the arts are doing and uh these right. and these uh feature lee steiner um and as well as uh, there's also some couple performances um, i, I think right. one of them was um was lori ann was doing a um was doing a couple numbers for mame one of which is we need a little christmas which became right. became the, the everybody knows we need a little christmas but not a lot of people right. know it came from that musical and then uh, just recently um, one with C. C. Donathan, who I talked to recently, and her her brother Edward on piano. So uh, let's t- talk a little bit about the uh, uh, "Seize the Day," and uh, how sure. people can still watch these, of course. But uh,
3: most uh, definitely, we're still releasing them. Um, we took a little break from releasing them while we were doing our gala and doing uh, songs for New World and Dracula. Those kind of took our attention for a little while, but we started "Seize the Day" back in um, April or May, and we've been running it one, you know, one or two a month since then, and um, the idea came about when I was discussing this with our president, Lee Steiner. She's the president of the board, and Lee has had a very long and storied history in the mental health profession. She is Mm -hmm. very good at what she does, and with her skills as a director and actress and um, in the mental health field, we thought, why don't we talk about the effects of this pandemic? And talk about things that other people really aren't talking about, like depression and anxiety and social isolation and some of those issues. And then combine it with the arts and, and remind people how important the arts are for your mental health. And so we partnered with Memorial Behavioral Health and Diana Kanabi, who works there. And we've been putting these these shows out. We have local talent doing songs. The first one was uh, the song No One Is Alone from Into the Woods mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. our unfortunately um, um, canceled production of Into the Woods. that yes. was scheduled for late March. And wow. we had the cast members recreate that number, and it was beautiful. Yes. Um, and we've been doing that ever since. In the most recent ones, like you mentioned, Laurieann McCabe did a couple of Open a New Window, and um, We Need a Little Christmas. And then this last one, uh, CeCe and Edward Donathan did did one for Thanksgiving. And uh, it was a song from, from Mamma Mia!, which um which CC was supposed to be playing yep. the, one of the leads in the summer mm-hmm. but of course we know what happened this summer yeah
0: yeah so so yes make sure you are able to watch all those those are on the Hoagland's Facebook page um are they also uh cross-posted on YouTube or are they just uh are they, they
3: are cross-posted on our YouTube page yep. and on our website you can go to our website and you can get links to all of the the past episodes and there are mental health tips on what to do and you know who to reach out to and of course Memorial Behavioral Health has been a wonderful partner and um they they've partnered with us in the past with the show Next to Normal which yeah. was about um depression and and um mental issues and they they've been a great partner and you know we got we got to remember that at this time it's not just the the um the coronavirus we have to be concerned about we have to be concerned about people's mental health because we're all suffering from fatigue, and that's especially true during the holiday season when many of us are isolated from our loved ones. And um, so this is just kind of a ray of sunshine to brighten people's day and offer some comforting thoughts and ideas on how to handle mental health issues. Yes. All yeah. combined with performing musical theater and in other art forms. So yes. it's, it's been a really rewarding um, project to be a part of.
0: Yes, absolutely, and I think that um, I think that is yes is one of those things everybody definitely needs in the arts, um, and especially theater around town. Um, brings brings joy to people. People love you know people love Sam's talking with Anna McFarland recently. You know, it's it's like infectious. You know, I guess I I don't I don't know if that's a you know poor choice of words talking about the coronavirus, but it is infectious. <laughs> this like love of theater in this town, it is great, and it, I've, we just right. love. You know, we love, uh, we love theater in this it's town. Contagious. So it's contagious, no, It's that's contagious. no good either. Contagious, well, you know. Yeah. But you know what I mean. We just uh, we all love theater, so it's, it's, it's right. great. Right. Um,
3: Kevin, one of the things I'm really looking forward to seeing um, on Friday night, and then I think it's going to continue its run after that, is a one-man show version of A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. It's uh, performed oh, yeah. by Jefferson Mays, who's a Tony Award winner, and many people might remember him from... A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. He played eight members of the same family. So he's used to playing multiple roles in a show. And this looks spectacular. It's been directed by Michael Arden, who's a two-time Tony nominee. And it was uh, performed um, at the uh, Geffen Playhouse in Los Angeles. And it was taped. And they're going to be presenting it starting on Friday night. And the cool thing is there are many, many theaters who are a part of this, and um, you can buy your ticket locally, and then the ticket purchase will, will benefit some of these local theaters across the country. The Hoagland is not a part of that, but many other theaters are. And I think it's going to be a really spectacular telling of this, this one-man show. And it's not just simply a guy reading it. There are special effects and multiple camera angles. And, you know, they use camera trickery to make him appear like multiple people. So I think it's going to be a fascinating and very fun thing to watch. I know um, it, it's an expensive ticket; it's a fifty-dollar ticket, but I I will probably pop to see that because Jefferson Mays is just that good.
0: Yeah, I remember you told me also about this a little bit last week, or maybe it was the week before. That this is because um, I thought this was a new show, like this is the but um, and I mean this is a new production, but it you know this has been done before, and of course performs really, really good, so uh, yeah I'd be right, interested right. to see this as well and it's great that it's, um, that's, that so many theaters are getting uh, they, they're able to benefit from this as well uh you know supporting all sorts of local theaters. I think that's great.
3: Really, I think the model is that they have the local theaters and they're usually local professional theaters right um, yeah. you know equity houses. So what they do is they help promote it in their region and then they get a portion of the ticket sales for their zip code. So it was kind of a great idea where these groups don't really have to do a lot but they could benefit from the showing of this and again beyond that it just looks like a great evening of entertainment and a new way to enjoy a Christmas carol.
0: Wonderful. And the Christmas carol of course and, uh, the story everyone knows and and loves right. so that'll be yes, it'll be a new a great way to see that.
3: And you kind of have to reinvent Christmas carol yeah. in some new way to make it interesting <laughs> because people have seen it so many times but you know that's the fascinating thing about christmas it's the one time a year when we really revel in seeing the familiar
0: it's going to take a short break and when we come back talking with cc donathan uh, it's thanksgiving week and this friday Uh, You will be able to watch a wonderful documentary put together by the Springfield Ballet Company through Clara's eyes. It is uh, about the uh, history of the production of the Nutcracker Ballet here in Springfield. Now, of course, uh, the ballet, uh, the the ballet, uh, the Nutcracker couldn't go on this year for uh the, the giant production covid restrictions and all that but this will be a wonderful way to uh get some of that uh some of the, get get your nutcracker fix i guess uh with this um and i am talking with uh somebody who has played clara and has also is part of this documentary cc donathan how are you doing
1: hi i'm doing okay
0: good good so uh so when did you play clara and um how was it uh what was playing that role like
1: so I
2: played Clara in 2016, which would have been my sophomore year of high school. All right. Um, I, w- I was 15 at the time, so um, it was pretty cool. It was a dream, obviously. I think a lot of people could say yeah. they've wanted to play Clara. It was very magical, and still to this day, one of the best experiences I've had doing a show.
0: I'll bet, and that's a that's a pretty demanding role too, isn't it? That is a uh, yeah very hard role to do. So how was is that a role? I mean, obviously through rehearsals and everything, you would be um, rehearsing it, I and mean, you is. It, I mean, that's that is a role you definitely like have to prepare for, right?
2: Yeah, for sure. I think um, her part, the, the ballet itself, is about her story, so she's involved in a lot of the show and is on stage a lot of the time. So it's definitely a lot to learn and a lot of choreography and acting. Um, but I have I had done the Nutcracker. A million times before that so at that point I think all the dancers kind of know every part in the show <laughs> could probably dance them all so that helps at least
0: yeah that's 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 good so this this documentary the through Clara's eyes um how so so what is your uh, what, is, what is your involvement with this and um, how did this how did the uh, involvement with you get started and if you know about how this um, how long this uh, they've been preparing to do this documentary
2: Sure. Um, so I emailed, I got an email from Julie a couple months ago, um, asking to submit some like information and sort of my memory of the time I played Clara stories, pictures, newspaper articles, whatever we could find. Um, cause they were trying to put together this documentary. Mm-hmm. So I gathered all my stuff and wrote a little blurb about it. And, uh, she really liked it and asked if I would come back home for the weekend to be a part of the documentary. So they've been setting it up for a while and they interviewed quite a few of us, but they got information and stories from tons of women who played Clara dating back from the start of the ballet company, which is really neat because that's a lot of people who have played this part by now. Um, so they just sort of are piecing together this beautiful documentary with all of our stories and sort of our backstage perspective and, and more of what it's like on the other side from the performer's view versus what the audience sees
0: yeah that is gonna be really interesting and i and when I, I watched the trailer um there is a there is a big dance that goes on in the trailer a lot of the a lot of the ballet girls dancing were you were you a part of that or did you just come in to do the um to talk about it a little bit
2: i was not in that that dance is um the current company okay so i just came in and did some more speaking stuff with some of the other alumni but that is yeah just the Girls that are presently dancing with SBC.
0: That's cool. Well, that'll, but well, you know, coming in and doing the speaking, that's that's a okay. That's good. That's uh, that's great to get the to get the story out there. So, so how are people going to be able to watch this documentary uh, coming up this weekend?
2: Sure. There's the ballet company's been posting a lot about ways to access it on Facebook, and I'm sure it's on their website too. And basically, you just buy a virtual ticket. And there's a couple different options you can do but based on what you're willing to give to the ballet company um, so that there's a, like, a live viewing of it uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving, I believe, where um, Julie and Gina are going to be doing some sort of interactive stuff and questions while, the, while they're going to air the documentary. Mm-hmm. And then you can also buy it just so that you can have it for like free view whenever you're available to watch it. There's a couple different ways, but... Um the Sprinkle ballet Company's website and their facebook page have all that information and access to
0: it yeah that's all right that's great that's awesome and the and the show is the show the uh, the 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 movie the documentary is also going to be available after this weekend is that right
2: correct yes
0: cool yes that'll be that'll be available for at least i think a about a month or two we we'll will put the exact dates on the screen here and we'll have them of course with this um i sh- i myself should have written them down that's all right but uh so uh, so that is, but it premieres this Friday, um, and, uh, and spend, instead of going out and trying to, trying to buy as much as you can on Black Friday, we'll stay in with the family and watch through Clara's eyes it's really going to be a wonderful, wonderful documentary. Cece, Floria, before we go here, what do you hope people, uh, get out of this documentary? Well,
2: first of all, I think it's really important, especially right now, to be able to, recognize our local groups and communities that are needing our support through these pandemic times.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, the ballet company does a lot for the Springfield community and it's very special. And the Nutcracker itself is so special. It happens every year. And as the dancers, it's something that, you know, I did it for 10 years. So it's a huge part of my life and it was always so exciting, but also as audience members, I mean, this is something people look forward to and are a part of every year. And unfortunately we can't do that. So this is, a great way to support the ballet company and see a really cool insight on what it's like to be a part of it and be specifically in such an iconic and classic role as Clara and how special it is and to see how each dancer uh, viewed it in their own mindset and, and it's unique to each dancer that's played this part.
0: Great. Well, that is I'm excited to see it this weekend. And um, even though it is already recorded, break legs on it. It's going to be wonderful. (laughs) So uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me, Cece.
2: Thanks, Kevin.
0: This is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment on WMAY. I'm your host, Kevin Hart. And like many of the theater related events going on here and around the world, A lot of them had to be canceled or postponed due to the pandemic. Uh, One of those theaters was the Springfield Muni Opera. They do shows during the summer. have been doing them since the 50s and the 60s. And this past summer, of course, came and went without any Muni magic. But there will be a little bit of Muni magic for a little different bit of Muni magic this December. Um, And Anna McFarland is here to talk all about it. Anna, how are you?
1: Hi, I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks.
0: It's good good to talk to you. Um, yes, you as well. Yeah, and so so this event is called um, Meeting, is it Meet Santa Virtually?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Okay, and what is, so what exactly are people able to do?
1: Yeah, so we have a special line to the elves and to Santa at the North Pole, mm-hmm. Uni does, and we're very excited about it because Santa has agreed to Zoom with us. And so open to the public, uh, Thursday, December 3rd, Friday, December 4th, and Saturday, December 5th, uh, the public can sign up for a time slot to Zoom with Santa.
0: All right. And uh, if if there are more than a a couple of kids that want, or or in the same family that want to speak with Santa virtually, um, if the family signs up for a slot, will they be able to just all of them be able to speak with him at once?
1: Absolutely. So, it's up to you. They're five-minute time slots. So, um, if you, know, you have a, a large amount of children and you'd like to have a couple different time slots, you certainly can do so. But you just go on to the Muni's website. It's the Muni, org slash Santa. And on there, you can find the sign up to the sign up and um, the different time slots. We have five-minute time slots broken out for those three days, on um, Thursday and Friday, we're doing 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Saturday is 2.00 p.m. to 4.00 p.m. So you'll see five-minute time slots. You can sign up as a family. Uh, just put the the first name and last initial and uh, your email address, and we're going to follow up with some information a week of. Um, but it's up to you how many slots. If you if you have a large family, by all means, you can choose a couple of them. And it is free to the public. So it's something the media is just doing we're and we've reached out to Santa, and he's going to Zoom with us for the public. Uh, we do have donations accepted, of course, just to help with the MUNI magic. So when we do all get together, uh, we have that support as well.
0: That's great. That is wonderful. So Yeah. Yeah. So, so Anna, uh, what position do you hold at the MUNI this year, um, and how did you come into that position?
1: Well, yes, absolutely. So I am the marketing co-chair along with Mac Warren. And this year, we're just helping to get the word out about the Muni and all of the good stories that we have. The Muni is, as you know, kind of a wonderful uh, organization. We have just a really strong, we call it a Muni family. Basically, it's just a really tight-knit group of people that um, I enjoy to volunteer with. But the Muni, of course, is an all-volunteer organization. We really appreciate that community support and that outreach for that. You know, we have a lot of really good um, uh, children. We have a youth children's program as well as, different ways that you can volunteer at the community, you can get involved for concessions or playing for the orchestra or backstage your crew, of course, from performing. So, lots of ways to be involved with the community to volunteer. Um, of course, during this unprecedented times, we're doing, um, you know, things a little differently this year. So, we are having volunteers that are going on um, to help organize Santa back behind the scenes to help make sure all the elves have all the information that they need. But uh, we're just really looking to get those Muni stories out to help share a little Muni magic this season.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and it is, uh, sounds like it is going to be absolutely great. Um, speaking of Muni stories,
1: how did
0: you, how, how did you get started in the Muni? How long have you been involved with the Muni? Because um, I've known you <laughs> and Craig a while. We did. You guys were in my first Muni show, which was crazy for you. Uh yes. But yeah. So when uh, so when did you get started with the Muni?
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm originally from the Quad Cities. Um, I moved to uh, Springfield area in 2008. My first time um, being involved with the Muni was 2010. I was in school, oh. and I was one of the Who citizens, and I had a blast. Um, after I was involved, you know, I just decided to audition on a whim. I've always loved theater, so when I went and auditioned for the Muni in that first season out there, I was hooked. Oh. I was hooked for life. I always wanted to do it just because of... Um, just the experience of getting to know people and being out there—it really, uh, really meant, means a lot to me. So I've tried to be involved a little bit each summer, whatever I can do. Um, some years it's been performing, some years it's been volunteering behind the scenes. Uh, it's just a really great way to be involved, and so I've been done a few shows other than musical, and um, just really appreciate being involved with all of them.
0: Yeah, and these um and it is it, it you are right. It is one of those things you get hooked because I did that first show. Yeah. Um I helped backstage um with in 2009 I think with um what was the show? High school musical, but I was on stage performing in Crazy for You, which was 2012. And yeah, ever since then um I have even if it, if it was a year where I wasn't in a show out there, I was always out there for you know, all the shows, you know, supporting, watching the show. And it's, it is such a great, such like much of the theater, uh, community that much of the theater in this town is just, it's so infectious and you just love it. And it's, uh, you know, and it is unfortunate that there isn't for a lot of obvious reasons, a lot of theater going on, but it is so great that the Muni is doing, uh, this, this virtual meet with Santa event because it is, because especially with kids, because I know that when I was younger, um, my sister did shows um, out at the Muni, and you know, of course, Theater in the Park, and other places. But well, I mean, that was you know, always I would go to see shows when I was younger at the Muni, and it's one of those things that kids can uh, kids can get involved, um, so they can be involved with the uh, with the younger performers' programs as well as um, being in shows um, as well. So I think it absolutely is, it is going to be great to have the not only have the kids be able to meet with Santa, but uh, get involved a little bit with the Muni. Um. So again, that link is org slash Santa, and will people, and although it is a free event, um, there will also, I believe, be, and you will be able to make donations, is that correct?
1: Yes, that's correct. So the donation link is also there on that that website, themuni.org slash Santa, so you'll see a donation link there. And again, those donations are just really, uh, we're really grateful for those, because they will help bring um, more MUNI magic once we all get together. That's a phrase that you'll hear people say a lot, the Muni magic, and everybody has kind of a little different take on what that means to them. And for me, it's just that indescribable feeling when you're out at the Muni site or even now when we're doing, um, we're working with Santa, that's Muni magic to me as well. Just just the little ways that we can um, lean on each other and support each other and just really um, enjoy the little things. So I'm really, really excited that we're able to bring this to the Springfield community I hope that everyone can go and sign up. I will let you know that sign-up slots are going quickly, um, so if you're interested in doing it, please do sign up as soon as you can, and then that will be, make sure you have your time slot, uh, but we're just really looking forward to this event.
0: Yes, I'm looking forward to it, too. I know we will all be out um, sitting in our lawn chairs out at the Muni, eating a nice Muni dog before we all, <laughs> you know, before we know it, but... Um, Until then, this is a great way to support the Muni and, of course, capture some of that Muni magic. Anna McFarland, thank you so much for joining me, and I'm sure we'll be talking again
1: soon. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another movie review. I'm Kevin Hart. On these segments, I usually like to do uh, some obscure out-there movies. Some of them are usually pretty bad, but uh, I thought because we just had Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's are coming up, I'll take a look at a nice classic holiday movie, Holiday Inn from Irving Berlin from 1942, uh, starring Fred Astaire and Bing Crosby. Centers around uh, these two performers played by Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire uh, and their partner, um, Lila Dixon, who they have this—they uh, have this three this this trio act, and uh, basically uh, Fre- Bing is about to marry the girl. However, uh, Fred Astaire's character, uh, his name's Ted, he actually is uh, in love with her behind their his back. So. Uh, he quits, uh, Bing Crosby quits, and he goes to live on a farm. And he's like, well, I just want to be lazy. I don't want to work anymore. In fact, there's a song. You know, he goes, lazy. He's, he sings a song over a montage. But it's actually a lot of hard work being a farmer, uh, going out to live on a farm. So then he is just, uh, he says, well, I have this brilliant idea where all I'm going to do is we're just going to work on the holidays. And we're just going to do uh." all these fun performances uh uh all these like broadway type performances but only on the holidays now it has been in the i guess past couple of decades people really get upset that people say happy holidays instead of merry christmas and you know the whole war on christmas we've heard it all before and it's quite ridiculous but if you want to get mad at somebody get mad at irving berlin or Bing Crosby, as they are the ones that introduced us to this tune. Happy Holidays! Yep, that started in the 40s. That was how they just addressed all these different holidays. And, of course, that's because, you know, in the Holiday Inn, that's, you know, they're celebrating all the different holidays that they go for. One of which, uh, and this is at the very end of the movie, but because it was just Thanksgiving, they also have a... uh, a, a nice Thanksgiving sort of song. I've
1: got plenty to be thankful for.
0: Nice little Thanksgiving song there. So what happens when he gets this idea together, he finally gets the the uh, the, the holiday in put together. They're, he's in, he's out there at the farm. Uh, he's got Majori Reynolds as the, uh, the leading uh, female character, uh, Linda, and... And they're putting on these shows, and they go uh, and they go and they meet uh, Ted, who's now with uh, with Lila, and they're doing a, a wonderful little song called "You're Easy to Dance With."
3: That is why I'm always right on the beat.
0: You see, and as you heard the tap dance, there you get the wonderful dancing by Fred Astaire, of course, in this movie. Um, really, really, uh, like I gotta say, some really wonderful. Uh, numbers, both singing and dancing, in this movie. One of the best ones, honestly, one of the best dance sequences I've ever seen on film, is let's uh, let's say it with firecrackers, which is the Fourth of July song, in which Fred Astaire uh, is he uh, he is um on the spot has to do this tap dance number by himself. So he gets a bunch of firecrackers and starts tap dancing to the beat. Of all these firecrackers going off, and it is uh, it is a truly wonderful sight. To you'll hear some of it, but I mean, it, it, it can't substitute watching it. It's just wonderful. And then, of course, they have the more tender, uh, slow songs that, like, such, you know, Bing Crosby sings. Of course, this uh, this. This St. Valentine's Day song, Be Careful, It's My Heart, which is a nice, lovely song, but in the background as he's singing it, uh, Fred Astaire is uh, dancing with the new uh, woman uh, in uh, Bing Crosby's life. Be careful, it's my heart. Now, the reason uh, she comes into Ted's life, that's Fred Astaire, is that on New Year's? Uh, uh, Ted finds out that uh, the uh, the other woman, Lila, has run off with a millionaire, and so he gets drunk and goes to the go uh, goes to Holiday Inn to say hi to, um, of course, say hi to, um, um, to say hi to Ben Crosby. But you know, he gets drunk, but when he but before he uh, passes out, he dances with with Linda, and. And, uh, and he's trying to find out where she is. And, of course, Bing, being very protective, has to hide her. And this is where we get to the worst and, of course, most controversial part of this movie, the Abraham Lincoln's birthday sequence. If you don't know what this is, um, they do a song about how great Lincoln is because he freed the slaves. But they do it in blackface as a minstrel number. Now, this movie's from 1942. And it was not uncommon f- for musicals that time. In fact, it was pretty yeah, it was pretty common that uh, musicals would do blackface, and it, it, yeah, it was part of vaudeville and uh, everything. And it's it, it you're, you're not going to find a lot of musicals pre you know before 1950 that didn't well, it, it, of course, there's musicals that didn't have blackface, but it was more common than it should have been. And it's really awkward in this one, and you got, you know, Bing Crosby trying to, trying to sound black. Uh, you know, and of course, you know, here he is with all this makeup on his face, and uh, it's just really, really, really awkward.
1: USA is united, thanks. Yes! One whose name was Nancy Hanks. Tell me! Abraham!
0: Yeah, it's really, really cringe- Cringe-worthy to listen to and especially to watch uh, the whole thing is they put is they put her in blackface so that they put Linda in blackface so that, uh, so that they won't raise Ted won't recognize her uh, but eventually he does uh, you know later in the movie but it's <laughs> that's the thing this is such a classic wonderful movie but it, it, it just you know at best it dates the movie very horribly and at worst, it's just a, a terrible, terrible racist thing that was used to be commonplace in movies, uh, and it's really that is the worst part of the movie. And yes, it does drag it down a little bit. Um, if you ever find yourself watching this movie, honestly, knowing that the reason they do the blackface is so that they can hide, uh, they can hide Linda from Ted. Uh, if you know that, then you can probably skip this or go to the bathroom during it. Um, You know, I I don't like to, you know, say that about movies, say, oh, you don't have to watch this, you can skip it. But for obvious reasons, you wouldn't really want to watch that at all. Um, And it really is unfortunate because I know people get really turned off by uh, this scene in particular and are very dismissive of the movie. And, you know, it's unfortunate because then you miss all the other wonderful musical moments in this. Uh, One of the best ones, and it's the very beginning of the movie, is that uh, trio act that, uh, before it was broken up, where, uh, you know, uh, Bing and uh, Fred are going back at each other uh, singing and tap dancing, uh, you know, very aptly, sort of like the plot of the movie, and it's called I'll Capture Her Heart. And, of course, I cannot mention this movie without mentioning the flagship song of this movie. Um, A lot of people may not know that it premiered in this movie. Um, Well, it technically premiered on Bing Crosby's radio program in 1941, but that wasn't really preserved. So the oldest version of the song White Christmas... Uh, comes from this movie and uh, Ben Crosby just sitting at the piano, uh, singing it and playing it while uh, Linda whistles with him.
1: I'm dreaming
0: of a white Christmas. So this musical has a wonderful, wonderful score, Uh, some great acting, some great comedy, and i would really recommend this it is a great holiday movie the only thing is the only thing is that blackface scene the lincoln's birthday scene look uh, 100% understand if you are uh you don't want to watch that scene um even if you you might even not even watch the movie because of that scene and i get it um but i would uh i would ask you if you watch this movie and it you know that does offend you which i i can understand that would offend Anybody watching it is, uh, you know, just if you can't if you can't watch it, just skip over it, uh, because the rest of the movie is so wonderful and you know that old Hollywood, you know, magical sort of you know musical, uh, big big budget musical movies with stars, and it it really is a great movie to watch. Um, It's just a shame that that one scene really does, uh, really does hamper it in modern times. uh, But as as it would, I mean, it's you know, it's a terrible old racist practice that uh shouldn't you know shouldn't ever be done again and you know at, at, at 1942 they still shouldn't have been doing it but you know i i guess you could say at least it technically factors into the plot why they're doing it but it, it, I, I don't know if it really justifies it even being there in the first place so aside from that one scene this is a really wonderful movie and uh, a, a classic holiday movie that a lot of people, I'm sure, watch every year, um, especially with White Christmas, which, uh, as I described the movie to you, it's very similar to White Christmas, and they have a, about the same plot, even the same star of Bing Crosby. So um, I would definitely, if you want, recommend, I would recommend you watch this movie. Um, it has been uh, colorized. Uh, it has been, uh, it was adapted on Broadway, and the Broadway version, which does fix some of the, you know, outdated things in it, um, as well, you can watch that, because that also comes with a DVD now, and it also comes with a whole CD, um, not so much the soundtrack, but a studio album that Bing and Fred Astaire did uh, for the musical, so that's all fun to watch, so, and fun to listen to, so, I would recommend this, the one scene, you can skip over it, I mean, really, it's, you're not gonna miss much, um, Uh, So, yeah. Holiday Inn. I would recommend it, except for Abraham Lincoln's birthday scene. Thank you very much. I'll see you next time.